0: What's up, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between? You have joined us for a new edition of And The Podcast Will Rock. Thank you very much for joining us again. And if it's your first time, we are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. We do it one track at a time. I am your co-host, Mark
1: Kamire, with me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey how you feeling? Tell you what, I'm feeling cold. Minus 40 again here. It's the end of February, which means, of course, uh, fourth winter, uh, which here in Canada, we are just entering. Uh, I Why the fuck do I live here? I, I, I honestly have no idea, but uh, I got my whiskey. I got my friends. I got my band. I'm ready to rock and roll. We're uh, entering the the territory of the false
0: spring over here because we are up in uh, the 70s all week, and it's weird because we're not supposed to be in the 70s uh, in February, uh, at least not usually. But it's I'm I'm just waiting for the bottom to literally drop out before we get some of uh, Canada's weather that Corey's talking about. So. <laughs> all in due time, all in due time. But uh enough about the weather. Let's get into the show. Corey, you and I are joined by another guest, a uh, a longtime uh listener of the show and a uh, frequenter on Twitter. And uh we've through through very patience and diligence and we appreciate it. Uh, please everyone, give it up for our friend, our fan, our frequent tweeter, Ryan Powell. What's up, Ryan? <laughs> Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Good stuff, man. Uh, uh, thank you for supporting the show for as as long as you have. And uh, we're really, really happy that we got to get you on. Uh, I guess to give some backstory, what is your uh, earliest memory or your introduction to Van Halen that you can recall?
2: Well, uh, it would have had to have started. I mean, I was like, what, 12, 13 and heard right now. Um, and actually, I... Uh don't mind admitting that I I discovered it from the Crystal Pepsi commercial. I don't know if anybody knows the Crystal <laughs> Pepsi it was like oh, a yeah. test market in uh, yeah. Colorado. And of course, they're panned and they didn't want to use it for that. But that's what I heard. I'm like, hey, I really like that. Uh, who is that? And uh, yeah, yeah, my big brother had the uh, For Unlawful Car Knowledge cassette. I wanted it, so he sold it to me. But he wouldn't sell it to me for the five bucks we agreed on. He said, "I'm going to throw in this 1984 for three extra dollars." Ooh, so, uh, so I uh, had four unlawful Carnal knowledge in 1984 to listen to for a while.
0: Not
1: bad. Ooh, good the, deal uh, for eight bucks. Yeah, that, you made yeah, out like a man.
0: Pardon the, pun, pardon the pun. The best of both worlds on that one. Uh, yeah. That's that's fantastic. And look at that, the fuck album bringing people together. Who would have thought? <laughs> good stuff.
1: And appropriate on Fuck It February, too.
0: Yeah, that's true. It is Fuck It February, which reminds me, you guys, if you aren't aware, if you missed it last time, uh, the announcement, we are going live once again. So be on the lookout Saturday, February 25th, because it's Fuck It February. And Corey and I decided, fuck it, we're doing it live yet again. So uh, more on that later. But just giving you a little hint. Corey,
1: uh, what is going on in the world of Van Halen News? Well, I tell you, we're all still reeling from the uh, announcement of the live right here, right now, uh, vinyl uh, release that's coming out on Record Store Day, April 22nd, limited edition red vinyl. Uh, it's four LPs, uh, including three tracks that were not r- originally released, uh, Mine All Mine, Eagles Fly, and uh, "This Stream Is Over, actually, from the Fuck album. So uh, I've got uh, uh, Kevin Brown in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, already waiting in line for me. Uh, with a $100 in hand, ready to pick it up for me. Uh, he's got a camp out. There's only 7,500 uh, copies available worldwide. So uh, make make sure you're calling your local uh, indie record store, making sure they got you a copy of uh, Live Right Here, Right Now. Uh, you know, I kind of grew up on the Fuck album too, and I, I wore the hell out of Live Right Here, Right Now. I had that on cassette a couple times, had it on CD, uh, dying to get it on vinyl. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, some other stories on the Van Heelen News Desk. Again, uh, www.vhnd.com. Go get all your Van Halen news there. Uh, we have another edition of the Roth uh, show. Uh, he's on some more Van Halen Road stories. That's always fun. I've uh, seen mm-hmm. the links on there. Uh, Jazz Obrecht releases a complete 1990 audio interview with DLR guitarist Jason Becker. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, You know, he uh, that was right before the release of A Little Ain't Enough, a very underrated uh, Dave uh, album uh, from the 90s. Uh, Steve Vai uh, talks about the forensic approach to co-producing Skyscraper with David Lee Roth. That'd be a really good interview, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, for all you Eddie Van Halen fans, I'm not sure if there are any Eddie Van Halen fans who listen to this show, but um, there's also a link to listen to Eddie Van Halen's isolated guitar track uh, from 2015's remastered Panama. Holy God, is that great shit. Ooh, I I was not aware of that uh part of the news, but uh, I am very
0: curious and uh, let's let's do this show so I can go listen to that. Um, <laughs> that sounds exciting. Ryan Powell, are you a record collector and are you ready to uh, pick up your own vinyl set?
2: And I don't I don't have I actually have some of the old like original uh, vinyls uh, from you know, picked up originally. Um, I kind of have to go online for for live right here right now because I'm looking forward to that. Oh yeah, yep, well, just go get your
0: uh, get yeah get in line now, as Corey said, because if you don't, those things are going to go like hotcakes, and you don't want to be the only Van Halen fan left out, do you? So get them while they're good. All right. Segueing that into the uh rocking polls. We do polls every week. Uh, y- you may notice uh something I noticed actually not that long ago. Uh, we have uh some polls that we forgot to post about uh in our earlier shows. So be on the lookout for that. Go to our Twitter at podcastwellrock.com, take a look at the polls, give us your votes. Uh last week we voted on the song uh um uh, Please remind me of the song. Uh, I be, that's why I love you. That's the that's song. Right. That's yep. why I love you. There you go. Uh, I remember things. What were the poll results
1: for? That's why I love you. let tell you what, we got a ton of comments uh, on this one. It'll take us a while to get through them all, but the actual official vote tally goes like this. 43% what dreams are made of, 56% this dream is over. So the, no the, the slight majority <laughs> of people agreeing with Mark Kimmeyer, uh on Look that Look at one. that. I, I feel so, I don't know if the word is validated,
0: but uh, I, well, now I'm super curious because I, I really want to know what people are saying
1: about it. Well, I tell you, there's, there's some scathing comments. Uh, let's get right to them. Uh, Yelnick McGawa says, uh, I can't stand it and I'm glad it never got released. Thank God we got a different kind of truth. better late than never. <laughs> how, how do you really feel, my dude? Uh, Juan Pablo says, Hey guys, you have to listen to the same song sang by Mitch Malloy and Van Halen on YouTube. That version is called it's the right time. It's still a demo, but it sounds a lot better. Love the song. Long live Eddie Van Halen. I got to check that out. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. That's, Juan that's Pablo. an interesting yep.
0: uh, piece of information.
1: Cool. Yep. Uh, our old buddy, Scott Monroe, chimes in and says, I find myself voting. This dream is over with Mark for the first time, but barely agree with much of what Kelsey Van Halen said. The song rips musically. And the main issue is Gary's vocal delivery slash lyrics but I have to react to what we listened to uh, and we heard them not in sync. I can't help but wonder what could have been uh, if this song had been developed properly after they toured in 98, became more comfortable with each other and polished for the follow-up album. It might've become what dreams are made of, but as is, it's a subpar demo screaming to be elevated. Wow. Uh, You'll hear no argument from me. All right. uh, False premise uh, says, I don't mind the instrumentation so much, but Gary's vocal delivery is subpar. Yep. I think that was pretty much a, <laughs> yep. Yeah. We all agreed with that one. Uh, Robert Cato says, ah, uh, Twilly, as we call it in the community when it was first leaked, I love it. But again, I love all Van Halen. I believe this is another one Eddie Van Halen had written years earlier because we know potentially David Lee Roth worked on it. Then Mitch Malloy, who released his own version. And finally Gary.
0: Hmm. So it went through multiple iterations that, and yet it still ended up the way it did.
1: That's very curious. Uh, Thrilla Art says, where's Mike Tyson when you need him? I've got a couple of ears for him to bite off after that song. There's some good (laughs) stuff on Van Halen 3, but the dream is over with this. So, so over. Wow. I mean, I wasn't uh, as down on it as as you were, but uh,
0: I get it. I I get it.
1: Uh, Mike Griffith, I, I think, pretty much uh, sums up my feelings. He says this one is interesting. Should have been on the record instead of Josephina. This track needs remastering. The entire record could use Don Landy, but it's a decent pop tune. Reminds me a little of "Feels So Good." It barely makes it to "What Dreams Are Made Of." Like fifty-one fifty. Ah, good job.
0: <laughs> nice, <laughs> nicely done.
1: Uh, an account says G H S A P McPeak says, "Yikes." Gary owes us an apology. A bad song left off a bad album. Not as bad as I remember, however. Unrealized potential, kind of like Van Halen 3.
0: Unrealized potential. That's probably uh, the the subheading of that album, I would say.
1: Well, I don't know. We, we got a Van Halen 3 fan on the call here, Ryan. Uh, is that a little unfair? Oh, I can see where people are coming
2: from with it. I mean, there's, there are definitely opportunities to improve it, but... I, st- I still
1: enjoy pretty much every track on it. All right. Next comment comes from You're All Doomed, a Friday the 13th podcast. I'm old enough to remember that when this song first leaked, I had to download it off the internet in multiple files because of dial-up modem speeds. I then had to stitch those three or four files together to make one song. Today, kids, just find it on YouTube. Now get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that. uh you you aged yourself, and then also you you really didn't give us a a definitive. Uh, it's yay or nay. You yeah. just said like,
1: yeah, I downloaded it, and it took a long time. So that's <laughs> it. <laughs> like, all right, did you like it? We'll never know. We'll have no. to get them back on the show, and, and and they can tell us. But <laughs> yeah. Our new uh, friends from the Dissect That Film podcast uh, say, this is the only album I've never listened to all the way through. Gary is a great singer, just not for Van Halen. This song vocally is a mess, but Eddie shredding it always brings a smile to my face. Uh, Gary is a great singer. I I think he could be good for Van Halen. It just, you know, could have been handled a little better, maybe. Correct. Just watch the live videos. Uh, Them on tour was on fire. Yeah. Our old buddy Sean Geek from the Sean Geek and Fast Fred podcast says, I like a demo as much as the next person. Actually, probably even more than the next person, but I can't even with this one. Glimpses of brilliance? Yes, but I couldn't get past it. Uh, uh, no argument here. Once again. Yeah. Uh, Rava Flav, uh, who's always quite wordy uh, in his tweets, just said, nope. <laughs> Keeping it simple. We like yep. that. Yeah. Straight and to the point. That's why I love you, Rava yeah. Flave. <laughs> Uh, Josh says, musically, it's a gem. Lyrically and vocally, it's $0.93 cents worth of government-issued cheese. Now, that's a thing in America, right? Government-issued cheese? Apparently, it is. I don't know that I've ever
0: had government-issued cheese. Probably in my lifetime, I don't recall. But, uh, yeah, that does happen.
1: I just I just find the concept odd because we don't have that in Canada. Government-issued it's, cheese.
0: It's definitely odd, and I can't even begin to
1: figure out how to explain it. All right. Uh, Wabo and Cabo says, I so want to like this, but Gary's vocals just didn't mesh with Eddie's guitar like it did with Dave and Sammy. It makes everything they did together very challenging to listen to.
0: That's an interesting comment because the whole time Gary feels like he's trying his best to do uh, an imitation uh, of of both Sammy and Dave in this song. Um, so in that regard, it was like, well, okay, it sounds like, uh, to me anyway, he wasn't clashing against the guitar because of his vocals. It was just uh, because he was sounding more or less like uh, Sammy and Dave. But the thing is, you knew he was making the imitation, so it's it kind of sours the experience. But that's an interesting comment. I just wanted to point that out.
1: All right. Greg Zito says, if they had finished the Dave version with Mike's bass and harmonies, it could have been a good one. I agree. I mean, yeah get
0: Mikey in there at any time. And it's a win to me. Uh,
1: Here's a good comment from a Trockman 5150 uh, says, can't blame Gary. Eddie was all about LSD uh, uh, bracket lead singer disease uh, during this era. Gary did what he was told better question is why didn't the producer or record label speak up? Because Eddie was the producer along with Mike post the the composer. Um, No one was challenging the Van Halen brothers at that time. Huge potential for this tune. If David Lee Roth sang it,
2: I definitely think Baby. that uh Eddie Eddie could be uh you could use a contrary voice as part yeah. of the process for sure. Absolutely. I think that would I think that would have
1: helped um other more people appreciate it for sure. Yeah. You, you can't be surrounded by yes men. You need somebody who's gonna have a critical ear for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Like Kevin Brown, who says uh, Gary is totally doing adultery, not TLR. Think the talk singing from you better, you bet great lick not overproduced and it kind of sounds more like early van halen fantastic musically way better than almost anything else on van halen three weak lyrics for sure hashtag apologies to gary hashtag what dreams are kind of made of
0: (laughs) i love that that's uh become the new hashtag
1: yeah it's w-d-a-k-m-o yeah uh torben anderson says that was so hard to listen to probably the worst van halen song of all time gary sounds like a drunk guy singing karaoke at 4 a.m ouch
0: uh i i mean i think we've already covered the worst van halen song of all time i think um (laughs) ironically of the same album uh and that's that's just my opinion anyway but uh, yeah no i wouldn't i wouldn't call this one uh the worst of all time but you know that's that's fine you should go back and listen to uh (laughs) i I don't even want to invoke its name never mind this is fine (laughs)
1: No, that's a song Ryan likes. And Ryan is currently uh, on his Twitter. That's true. Uh, Uh, Yeah. He's he's pitting song against song. I'm curious. I wouldn't even use the word worst. I don't know if you can use the word worst when it comes to Van Halen. What's maybe your, your least favorite Van Halen song so far?
2: So it's really hard to tell, which is why I'm really interested in the results of like the head to head matchups. Cause, Mm -hmm. and and I don't really know yet, because some songs have come up more than others. uh, So it's not fair to like compare counts yet, Mm -hmm. but I don't know that how many say I would actually be on the lowest for me. I, I, I really appreciate a lot, a lot that it has to offer. And it's, it's yeah. So I, I, I don't know what my f- least favorite is, but uh, I'll check back in after I get through 8,200 more uh, matchups. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're almost there. That my friend. matchup is Yeah. That, that matchup will be hilarious. Uh, especially if it's uh, how many say I versus uh that's why I love you. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: I'll, I'll be sure to ask Corey what he thinks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, Ryan is actually a big fan of Spanked. Uh, so if we Aha, spend that tonight, yeah. it's going to be an interesting uh, interesting conversation. Oh, boy. Uh, David Lee Smith says, Gary sounds like he's bored out of his skull here. While musically I think is okay, Ed Stone doesn't do much for me. And that was one thing we liked was Ed Stone. Uh, add Gary that yep. sounds like a tune I wouldn't go back to like the majority of Van Halen 3. Uh, looks like the Loving didn't go well since the dream is over.
0: It is over. Apparently so. But, uh, yeah, I get it.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, Der Urs says, uh, sounds like the song was unfinished. Well, we obviously know it was because it's not a mm-hmm. completed uh, finished track. Seems like Eddie and Al came up with a great sound structure, and Gary provides some lyrics to it without knowing where this should go.
0: Could be. Or could be whatever idea he had was shut down, so he just had to... Uh kind of come up with something else a little bit more in van halen's days past but uh as we've discovered that does not work
1: you no know, we were speculating on the show uh because on the uh in, in the van halen encyclopedia uh cj mentioned that uh, uh eddie and uh gary really kind of clashed uh, over the vocal style and over the lyrics uh somebody it was either on twitter and or on a uh, through an email said uh, uh eddie actually received, uh the you know the vocal tracks from from gary and was not happy so uh if that's true then that's that's kind of the way that went and it would make some sense yeah yeah it would uh jonathan p todd says i can think of four songs on van Halen 3 which this should have replaced well you know how many say i think i would agree with that one Uh, (laughs) I yes i would agree with that yeah josephina is not getting a lot of love we haven't covered that one yet so i'm not going to tip my hand on what i think of that one but uh, he doesn't list the four songs he just uh Congratulates Kelsey and Jeff Saunders for a nice episode. And then hashtag save Gary hashtag with apologies to Gary. (laughs) Boy, our old friend, our old friend, George. Oh, and he's usually so positive. He's going to come back on the show here. Says this song is abysmal, half finished and barely (laughs) listenable. Y'all were way too kind to this one.
0: Probably, but uh, only because I honestly did not feel so enraged by it. Like I did. Uh, with other songs. Um, like I said, like I, I, I wanted to actually really like it and I thought maybe it could be saved, but it just couldn't for me. But so, but I, I didn't, I didn't think it was abysmal, but that's uh, you know, Hey, it
1: if, if it didn't work for you that way, then kudos. Yep. Uh, Robert Cato says, I believe Mitch Maloney also stated he did not think it sounded good, but when Mitch backed out, Gary was in or so the story goes, those 96 MTV music awards, man, DLR and his antics. Oh, yes. Everyone remembers oh, the 96 yeah. MTV Music Awards. I remember watching those on TV thinking, oh, my God, Van Halen's getting back together. And, oh, my God, Dave's still a jackass. And then wasn't <laughs> long after. Oh, my <laughs> God,
0: David's out. <laughs> David's out. Yeah, that, I, we, that's, that was a talk of the household when that happened.
2: <laughs> it was a roller coaster for sure.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> a very short one, but, yeah. <laughs> Here's something you don't read every day in the Twitter comments from Jeff Brewer. I agree with Mark on this one. Oh, my God. Hell is frozen over. Wow. It takes a lot for me to vote down a Van Halen song, but the lyrics and melody on this one are just not good enough. Sometimes Ed's playing can save even the lamest of lyrical transgressions from either DLR or Sammy, but not this time for Gary. Ed was working with a singer named Mitch Beloy right after Sammy left and thought he was going to be Van Halen's next singer, he put lyrics and melody to these same musical ideas. It's called It's the Right Time, It's Demo Quality, but the vocal medleys are better than this. And uh, regrettably, I, because of work, I haven't had a chance to check that out yet, but I'm very much going to. So thank you, everybody, who uh, suggested listening to the Mitch yeah. Malloy version. Absolutely. Uh, Robert Kato's back, says, if it was produced properly, I think it would have been a hit. Should have been included on the album. One note about the singing is the story that Eddie Van Halen has told in interviews. I believe he sent Gary the tape and Gary recorded his vocals on his own. Eddie Van Halen stated it was not good. So that's where I got that uh, from. It was from Uh Robert. Thank you very much for that, sir. Uh, Matt Lacasse says, if I had to rank the bottom up of the entire catalog, it would go, how many say I? Learning to see. That's why I love you. It's the worst vocal I've ever heard. So bad it sinks a potentially cool Van Halen song cutting room floor for a reason i do agree with his his bottom two there though that'd probably be my bottom two as well interesting okay uh gene hickey says this album should have been should have all been unreleased tracks it's hard to thumbs down this <laughs> knowing it's unfinished there's enough here musically if it made the record i'd like to think they'd put more effort into lyrics vocals mixing but judging by the rest of van Halen three songs it wouldn't be much anyway Ooh. gene's yeah, not usually not, that negative yeah. either
0: no, he's not. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you there so far on this journey. I've listened to so much of Halen Ph- 3 and it has not been a fun time. So yeah, I think I'm with you.
1: Without you still a banger. I'll always love that song. I mean,
0: that <laughs> one's a good one. Yeah. That's a yeah.
1: good one. All right. Here's our first Chasmataz uh, tweet. I can't vote okay. till I finish listening. I'll admit I'm nervous. Spoil- we'll see how he feels later on in the Twitter thread. Uh, Some dude named Ryan Powell says, "Uh, Glad this got some love on the episode. Really dig the music, but also need to defend Gary here. Not his best performance, but he really comes into his own towards the end. Lyrics are solid, too. I enjoyed the One Flew Over the Cuckoo reference, i.e., I'd be crazy without you. Explain yourself
2: One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. A play, Jack Nicholson (laughs) movie. That was a reference.
1: (laughs) Bravo, bravo. (laughs) (laughs) Our good friends from the Deep Purple Podcast say, this song sounds like it could work, but the vocals just don't seem to fit at all. Almost sounds like they took the vocal track from another song and put it on top of this instrumental. If they had redone it or finished it properly, it probably would be a good track. That seems to be the
0: main consensus. uh, It's like, they should have finished it and done it proper. Like, yeah, well, I mean, you could say that about any of these songs but uh that you're not
1: wrong though you're not wrong and now uh our final two tweets come from Chaz, uh who i gotta give a plug to here Chaz is starting his own podcast he decided uh what mark and i do uh looks easy enough uh he's gonna do it himself mm-hmm. so he got himself a co-host and they're gonna break down the metallica lou reed collaboration lulu oh, wow. it's called okay it's called regarding lulu it's gonna be dropping very soon uh Chaz actually shared the uh the uh, premiere episode with me. Uh, and it's really good. Uh, the music is not, uh, I, I didn't listen to Lulu when it came out and, and they're playing the first track and it is fucking terrible, but oh you know, Ch- Chaz is a Metallica <laughs> fan. Uh, the co-host is more of a Lou Reed fan and and neither really seemed to like regarding Lulu, but they actually read the Lulu plays as research going into it. So they're going to, you know, t- take it more like a, you know, look at it through a, a different lens, hopefully, but. I tell you, it's it's going to be a rough listen for those boys, I'm afraid. Uh, Back to Chaz. He says, (laughs) "Uh, I upvoted. This would have been one of the best on the album. Wholeheartedly disagree with Mark, pun intended. Agree with Kelsey. Could have been a hit with some more polish. Was a mistake to cut, babe. Without you being the (laughs) best. He goes on to say, without you being the best track on the album. Thank you. I agree. Love the amp buzz. We all do. This would have been number two for sure and probably a hit. I think Gary could have found a sweet spot with some more time. Damn shame.
0: You can find Chaz at Oridge Chaz Charles if you want to direct your uh <laughs> anger and and hate <laughs> tweets at him and tell him what in the hell is wrong with you. <laughs> but it's okay. I agree well with said. Chaz. Well yeah, said, Chaz. <laughs> well said. <laughs> but also, listen to his podcast while he's at it. While you're at it, you know.
1: <laughs> I tell you, it's really oh, interesting. Uh, I'm just gonna mute it when the when the song kicks in and cut it back for the commentary because, from what I heard of that first <laughs> track from Lulu, oh. yeah it, Oh my god! It makes how many I, say I seem like fucking Beethoven. Well, mm, mm, okay. oh, it does. Oh, so it does. Now,
0: <laughs> now you're now you're just trying to see you're you, you're uh, you're you're backing me into the corner and be like, "Go ahead, Mark. I dare you to listen to it." I'm like, all yep. right, fine. Because I admit I have no recollection of listening to this. Uh, the Lou Reed collaboration with Metallica. I love Metallica. I enjoy a lot of Lou Reed. I wouldn't say I'm a super fan. Um, the two combining on paper doesn't sound like it, it would work Uh, based on what you're telling me, Corey. No, it doesn't.
1: Um, so well, just ah, on the one track I heard, I, I've only heard the one track, but Oh my God, that's it's, it's that's legitimately maybe the worst thing I ever heard. And I love, Metallica. but you know,
0: uh, a, a lot of people, you know, side Metallica, uh, you know, tangent here. A lot of people were really down on S and M as well. Uh, and oh, how? I, how? I don't know, but I, they're <laughs> out there. Trust Holy me, they're cow. out. Ba- basically, if it's anything after and Justice for All, yeah, people true. Shit, people shit on it. You have yep. those types of Metallica fans uh, fans. But I personally think S and M is one of their best
1: albums. So, Absolutely, yeah. and SMN Two is great say? as well. Yeah 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 so so hey the lulu might actually work for me we'll see Oh, i hope so i hope so yeah let's talk about it next week (laughs) this week we got some business to do my friend what do you say we get this fucking wheel primed up and spin it
0: it's time to spin the wheel but before we do we do everyone's favorite thing take out your glasses please we are manifesting Mm. so uh now that uh cory and i are joined uh with a guest this time ryan we throw it right to you man i now based on uh earlier conversations and earlier comments i i have an idea of maybe what particular era you might want to hear tonight but why don't you go ahead and say if you have a particular track in mind what do you want the wheel to spin for us tonight
2: so I, I like what people have been doing where they pick from each era. Um, and I would have some really fun picks from each era to to call out, but I'm gonna put all my energy behind right now. I would love yes. to talk about that one.
0: That's the one that's you've been waiting for it. You've been uh uh poo pooing every time I call for it because you haven't been on the show, but here you are. So, uh, I'm here now. So you, I'm let's, gonna, let's go. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're here right here right now. Uh, so it's time. You know what? I'm just gonna go ahead. Like, I am going to double that manifestation. I would love to talk about right now. Obviously, I keep trying to bring it out. So, I'm with you, Ryan. Two votes for right now. Corey, how about you? Are you gonna be the contrarian like you're uh. Other podcaster John Mariano,
1: absolutely, I am because I I don't think right now is coming tonight. I I just don't get that feeling. And and as mm-hmm. the uh, primary manifester, being a three time member of the Manifest Club, um, it's just not going to happen, guys. I think that one's going to come in a live show. Uh, I, I'm thinking I'm hoping for something from Van Halen three because we got Ryan on the show. Give me Josephina. Yeah. Let's talk about that tonight. What do you say? You want to talk two, about that?
0: Yeah, two Van Halen three songs in a row. Oh, what are you doing <laughs> to me? Oh fine you know what? i i don't blame you i i blame mariano okay. he's had a, a a tremendously negative uh effect on you all these podcasts you guys are doing together uh everyone we're gonna start a fund uh save Corey fund save him from john <laughs> mariano's bad influence you know um, what? I, I have while a promise, you're at it go listen
1: to backtracks <laughs> I, I have a promise that uh, mariano if he's not getting laid will be at the live show on saturday so it well, considering considering the odds of him getting later astronomical we're probably going to see the cult of mariano on Fuck It february it's going to be magical
0: oh boy i well now now i, I really want to show up on the show regardless of what happens because <laughs> i just think uh sometimes a little bit of chaos especially during Fuck It february is just what the doctor ordered so that's right all right We've uh, we've manifested our songs. We are bringing it forth. It is time to uh, tell Sammy to finish warming up. Corey, if you're ready, Ryan, if you're
1: ready, I'm ready. Uh, it's time to spin that wheel. All right, we're going to prime this sucker for you, boys. You both picked a song, the same song from the fuck album. So let's shuffle yeah. this thing four times, shall we? F-U-C-K. F-U-C-K. Sure. All right, here we, here we go. I like where it started. Gonna go. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Uh, Where have all the good times gone wow. from Diver wow. Down?
0: We're taking a stroll back to Diver Down. Yeah, it's we... funny. Uh, this is the album that w- at one point we had talked about. That's the one we've heard from the least. Uh, it was like maybe it was just one song we had heard from it uh, for a while. And then it was almost as if as soon as we said that, as soon as we spoke it out loud, the wheel has been kind of uh, peppering Diver Down Tracks at us uh, at random times. And we're getting, uh, it seems to be uh, a consistent one these days. So that is, uh, it's it's interesting. It's interesting what the wheel decides to give us. And uh, obviously, with the exception of Corey, my manifestation powers are weak. I must, uh, I must train. I must teach me your ways, Jedi Master.
1: Well, I I didn't hit either. I certainly wasn't expecting a Diver Down song. (laughs) Uh, But Where Have All the Good Times Gone, of course, is a cover uh, off of Diver Down, originally uh, written and recorded by the Kinks. Uh, I'll just read you a a couple of quotes here. Uh, One from uh, David Lee Roth, who said, quote, We're capable of playing six different Kinks songs because at one time back in our bar days, I bought a double album from k Tell or something that had 30 Kinks tunes on it. We learned all of one side and played them into the dirt during the club gigs twice a night, each one because they sounded so good and they were great to dance to, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Uh, Eddie goes I mean, on to say, you? yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Uh, Eddie says, quote, the solo uh, was more sounds than lines. I ran the edge of my pick up and down the strings for some of those effects. I think I used my echo plex in that song.
0: Oh, all right. For you, uh, you gearheads and gear nerds out there. Um, I, uh, I'll tell you, their version of this song uh is i'm l- familiar with least uh because i'm more familiar with the kinks actual version of it um so this one i don't know i couldn't tell you when the last time i heard uh van halen's rendition of it was i honestly i nope cannot cannot think of it i can tell you yeah i obviously i've heard the kinks version of it many many times throughout the years but uh, uh i can't even recall what this sounds like so this is going to be a a pretty fresh uh uh take that you're about to hear um how about you two you got any fond memories of uh van halen's version of the song specifically or just the song i mean it's uh it's
2: on the the, the cover heavy diver down which Uh, I I, I think there's a lot of good stuff on there that gets unnoticed because of that kind of reputation. Uh, But it's it's a good cover.
1: As as most Van Halen covers are, I'm not going to tip my hand Mm -hmm. and let you know which way I'm I'm leaning, but uh, I'm a fan of the kinks and I'm a fan of this album. So what do you say? Uh, Let's play a little where have all the good times gone from uh, 1982's Diver Down. Mark uh, compare it to the Kings version. What do you think so far? It's
0: very faithful, but it's also very Van Halen. Um, And I mean that, you know, in all the best kind of ways, Um, not a lot. That's surprising. And uh, now that I'm hearing it, I'm not sure I've actually heard Van Halen's version of this song altogether. Um, My, my uh, diver down uh, spins have been limited to say the least. Um, but I like it so far. It just it if you didn't know the Kinks version of the song, you would think this is just uh Van Halen banger so far,
1: mm-hmm. right?
2: Yeah that that lead in just reminds me of like oh yeah, this is the first song on the album because this is the first first thing that plays the, the first time I was checking this album out. I was going back through the catalog and has, has a great sound. Um, I think the thing that stood out the most to me in that little part that we heard is Mike that uh, the, the bass is pretty decently heavy in the mix and he's, he's doing some interesting stuff there. So it's kind of interesting because it's a really simple riff, um, but you have the same riff in both the verse and the chorus. But listen to how Eddie's playing it differently. in the, In the in the chorus, he's pretty heavy and kind of longer notes and kind of heavier with it. And then he kind of pulls back and it's it's a little bit more staccato and kind of separated during the the verses. It's just kind of an interesting dynamic, even though from a from a riff perspective, it's kind of uh, pretty straightforward. But what Ed's doing with it is really interesting.
0: He went from legato to staccato. Uh, good shout out to that word. Yeah. For all you music nerds out there.
1: Yeah, I'm one of those. Uh, there you go. Now, according to the Van Halen Encyclopedia, which again, we recommend everybody go check out, uh, a riff from this version of the King's cover was taken from the unreleased Van Halen version of the song Young and Wild, which I don't think I've ever heard. Has anyone on the call heard uh, Young and Wild?
0: I don't... It does not spring to mind. That does not mean I haven't at some point, but I couldn't tell you if you put a gun to my head.
1: Well, I tell you, we got a lot of. No, I put out a no. poll this week uh, saying, should we add more unreleased tracks to the wheel uh, before we mm-hmm. finish with the Van Halen catalog? And the majority are saying, absolutely. So we have to try and find a version of Young and Wild and uh, we can point out the similarity. Perhaps so. All right, uh, we we kind of heard that that pick slide there, didn't we?
0: We did. We we heard it, and uh, I heard a little dive bomb, and uh, for diver down, and I mean, as the kids say, that solo is fire. Um, say what you want about how the rest of the song is going, and uh, whether or not they should have covered it or not, but and also. I said that uh it's remaining pretty faithful to the original but also it sounds very Van Halen. This solo is a perfect reminder to everyone listening, hey, we we're still Van Halen. Let me uh, give me a second. Let me let me show you what I got. That's Eddie showing off because you're Eddie Van Halen. Why wouldn't you show off? So uh nothing nothing terrible or overcritical to say about that solo at all for me.
2: Yeah, it's a really simple, straightforward solo. I mean, by by Ed's standards, it's it's kind of just staying within the form and, and just just adding a little bit of, of flavor to things. And I love when they all hit those get those hits together. The dump dum 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 that was just a nice little kind of taking it a little bit out of time, not hot for teacher level, but just just a little bit to kind of uh mix things up.
1: Oh yeah. And uh, just checking this on the Van Halen news deck apparently it's the guitar solo we just heard that was taken uh from the unrelease song Young and Wild.
0: Oh, I see.
3: Such an easy game for you to play. Ah, but then let's face it, things are easier to today.
1: All right. Where have all the good times gone from Diver Down? Before we get into the voting, Mark, let's play my favorite game, Price is Right Rules. How many times has Van Halen played? Where have all the good times gone in concert? Let's start with you, Mark. Hmm. Well, because how
0: often do they play a lot of their Diver Down tunes? Uh, I'm going to say a very modest uh, 70 times.
1: 70 times? All right. Ryan. Yeah, I was wondering the same thing, um, especially
2: a uh, cover. They don't usually go back to those as much uh, from, from the nostalgia perspective. They like to to pull out their old gems that they wrote. I'm going to say 30.
1: It's actually 89 times. Mark oh. Meyer was closest. You won the How showcase showdown. 89 times. The last yeah. time they played it live, according to setlist.fm, February 11th, 1983 in uh, Buenos Aires. <laughs> So it's like that, that tour basically. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That tour. And
0: that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that tour,
1: yeah that's <laughs> Buenos Aires. Well,
0: that's a good place to, uh, you know, where have all the good times gone here in Buenos yes, Aires? There, Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well then there you go. Where have all the good times gone? Indeed. We'll see if we can keep the good times rolling because now we vote on it. And I'm going to start of course, with our guest of honor, Ryan Powell, Ryan, uh, you've, You've, you've mentioned your love for Van Halen 3, uh, which I don't get, but good good on you. And we did not discuss a Van Halen 3 track this time. What would you give, where have all the good times gone, a what dreams are made of? Or for you, is this simple cover just uh, where the dream is over?
2: I mean, it. it's... No surprise that I prefer um, the, the things that Van Halen wrote um, as a rule. Um, I, I really love the the songwriting and everything else, but they do put their own spin on their covers. And this is a really solid one. I was just uh, thinking as they kind of faded out with the chorus, it's kind of interesting that their harmonies um, aren't three part in this, that it seems like Ed and Dave are doubling on on that melody and it's just it's just mikey that's kind of soaring high above that usually it's a little bit thicker with that so I, th- I thought that was an interesting uh twist but yeah definitely uh this is something that i enjoy listening to and i would i would come back to it probably not as much as other tracks on uh, in their catalog but definitely what dreams are made of
0: well all right all right good stuff and there's a vote for yes so far uh i i Throw it to my podcasting partner, Corey. Uh, where have all the good times gone? Are they gone indeed and the dream is over? Or are they not quite gone? And so that's what dreams are made of.
1: The good times never die with this band, Mark. You should know that by now. Uh, I, I love this cover. And uh, apologies to Kevin Brown. Uh, I think Van Halen does the Kings better than the kinks does. Uh, I, I think they killed it with You Really Got Me Now and I think they killed it with this version too over the Kings version. Uh, you know, Ray Davies a great songwriter. Uh, performance wise, they don't hold a candle to bands like Van Halen whenever they do their stuff. Uh, this is a far superior cover for me uh, to the Kings version and a great kickoff to Diver Down. I know Eddie... Uh, you know doesn't want to you know would rather bomb with his own stuff than be the world's best cover band but if, God damn it if they aren't like the world's best cover band because i love where have all the good times gone so it comes down to you mark and meyer uh you voted against uh, the majority uh, on the panel anyway uh last <laughs> week we have two yes votes for where have all the good times gone where does your vote lie my friend is this what dreams are made of or is this dream over
0: I enjoy the kinks. I really like the kinks, Uh, but I echo everything Corey just said, especially the part where they do the kinks better than the kinks do, because it's Van Halen. I also echo literally everything that Ryan said. Uh, There's not too much more. I have to add. If it's a Van Halen cover, if it's a cover that Van Halen is doing chances are because we've already seen the evidence it's right here in diver down. They do it. A lot better than the original, even when they're not going so far outside the realm of what the song is like. They're not bastardizing the kinks version of it. They're not bastardizing. Oh, you really got me or anything of that sort. No, when they do covers, they do it very well they just happen to do it in the van halen flavor and let's just be real van halen flavor tastes the sweetest and i i don't make the rules i just follow them so of course uh if we must apologize to kevin brown i guess sorry bro but i I know he (laughs) likes the kinks that's all (laughs) oh okay well i as do i but i i you can't give me two uh, you can't give me a kink song and play two different bands and one of them ha- happens to be van halen and the other is the band that wrote it like it's van halen every time i'm sorry <laughs> it's van halen every time this song just cooks it rocks i really enjoy uh the kind of off tempo stuff they do uh you know Ale- the, the whole band um kind of give it a little fresh approach. Love the solo. Obviously. What more can you say? This song cooks. It's a rightful introduction to the rest of the album of what you're in for in terms of the covers, especially. So yeah, that is what dreams are made of. Where have all the good times gone? We're still having them. That's where yay. A clean sweep across the board. We all vote. Yay. That only happens so often. So we're calling it a big, big win. So there you are. Uh, but Hey, you guys, we want to hear from you. So be sure to, uh, check our Twitter at podcast. will rock, check out the rock and poll that will be up shortly. Uh, well, if you're listening to this right now, it's already up. So go vote and tell us, uh, what you think of it. Did you hate the song? Do you absolutely think Van Halen should never do cover tunes? Then please let us know why on our Twitter. Um, yeah. Anything else to add uh, here at the end, gentlemen, Corey?
1: Uh, nope. Just uh, follow Ryan Powell uh, on Twitter and, and tell us a little bit about what you're doing there when it comes to Van Halen, my friend.
2: Yeah. So uh, the fact that I kept upvoting pretty much every, or every song that um, you guys have spun this time, it's just like, well, that's not very interesting to me in terms of like comparing it's like, if I'm going to upload everything, I want to know how they compare to each other. So I wanted to do a tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, if I did some, uh, regular tournament bracket though, two good songs go against each other and one of them, you know, drops off. So we can't have that. So I wanted to do a round robin where every song goes against every other song. And I committed to it before I did the math and, uh, like, okay, cool. Like 700, some songs or whatever. I can do that. You guys retreated. It kind of blew up a little bit. And then it's like, no, 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 it's like 8,300 and some matchups. So, uh, this is going to be a, a long project of, uh, of love for me, but it's been really fun. Um, actually pitting songs against each other. Cause I love them all, but uh, like when push comes to shove, no pun intended, uh, which one, which one wins. So yeah, love, love for people to to follow along that
0: journey. Airhead three on Twitter and we'll see where it goes that is going to be some fun stuff. I need to uh, go ahead and jump up on that and uh cuz I, I love me a good tournament, especially when it involves uh teams that I love and who doesn't love the Van Halen team? Uh that's going to be some good stuff. Everyone go follow him, take part in the brackets. Corey, where can people find uh,
1: the show outside of Twitter and uh what's what we got going on? Well, speaking of teams, they could find us as part of the Deep Dive podcasting network. Let's just quickly run down the slate of shows. For you on the Deep Dive Podcast in Network. We have uh myself, John Mariano, and Scott Haskin on Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. Uh John and I also do a show called Backtrack Theme Music, where we're talking music in movies. Uh Scott Haskin, of course, is doing the Uriah Heap the Magicians podcast. Uh Nathan John at the Deep Purple Podcast, The Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered, uh Terry T Bone Mathley at T-Bones Prime Cuts on the other side, Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Paul Joan David at the In the Lap of the Pods. Uh, Andy and Matt at HawkBinge, Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z, Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Madman, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast uh ben and sam at universally speaking the red hot chili peppers podcast george and hattie at the judas priest cast clay and rye at north by south podcast uh that's a a american music versus canadian music podcast that's pretty interesting uh greg and jonathan again at so far so pod so what kevin brown at the tom pity project and kevin and his buddy randy are doing seaside pod review yet another queen podcast quinn at and volume for all and sav nick steve and mark at rock roulette podcast if you're looking for mark and i and our shenanigans you can go go to our website Uh, get yourself some merch, uh, vote in our polls and uh, check out our live show Saturday, February 25th, 9pm Eastern, we're saying fuck it we're going to post a link on Twitter of the Zoom room, anybody wants to come on come on until you piss me off and I kick you out uh, maybe we'll spin our regular wheel, maybe we'll spin a solo wheel which I compiled today that has well over 250 songs on it I'm also compiling a live wheel with some of Van Halen's Uh, I'm not even going to say like best live performances, but most noteworthy live performances, because a lot of people are saying don't put us festival on there. They were drunk and they suck, but it's noteworthy. Uh, You know, it's a very famous performance. So it's probably going on there too. And there's still some good stuff on that uh, show, if I remember correctly. So uh, we we might say fuck it and do a Barry Manilow song. I don't know. We're going to see just how drunk we get and how much fun we have. So uh, yeah, don't want to miss that coming up this Saturday, February 25th.
0: Right on. And uh, you can find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, for a selfish plug, uh, you're listening to this on Friday. So if you are in the Nashville area Friday night at the Vinyl Lounge, come on down and see uh, the band that I play in, Rose of Sharon, a tribute to Killsuch Engage. We've got a whole night full of tributes. Uh, we had so much fun. The first time, we're going to do it again, and we're going to keep on doing it. So the next show is tonight. February 24th at the Vinyl Lounge, we are playing with Symptom of the Universe, a Black Sabbath tribute, and Vulgar Display of Nashville, Pantera tribute. Uh, it's going to be quite a fun night of uh, full of metal, heaviness, and nostalgia. And what more could you possibly want if you're going to visit Music City? So come on out. It's going to be a fun time. There it is. Uh Ryan Powell once again. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for your patience. Uh my dude, it's I we've we've been doing the show for a little while. You've been with us every step of the way and you're just now getting on the show. We apologize, but we we appreciate everything you do. We appreciate you uh uh being very active on Twitter, being responsive and just being an overall cool guy. So thank you, Ryan.
2: Yeah, thanks thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun
0: the fun doesn't stop there because as Corey said, we're going live this Saturday, February 25th. So be on the lookout on our social media for the link. Uh, So if you've been, if you've been, patiently waiting like ryan and you still haven't gotten your chance to get on the show then uh, you better act now strike while the iron is hot but be forewarned we will be indulging in spirits and sometimes uh the spirit can get away from us if we have too much so you've been warned and uh i think Corey's message about kicking you off if you piss him off is mostly directed to john mariano so you've been warned john uh you know to behave or misbehave i don't know i worship chaos sometimes but not here (laughs) on this show we worship van halen that's what it's all about just uh just a couple of guys not experts just fans talking about a band that we love that we all love and that's why you're here right that's why we do it we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later